0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's expository Thursday. Expository Thursday. As we work together to know the letter better into the narrative of the book of Acts, we travel to understand what things the Lord requires of us as we learn to apply God's timeless truths in our lives. First, Ananias lays his hands on Saul. That's right. Laying on of hands is not weird. We are weird for thinking it's weird. Hebrews chapter 6, verse 1 through 2 states that it is an elementary teaching. Then Ananias does something uh, that is also considered weird, which is also not supposed to be weird, talked about this last week, he called him Brother Saul in connection to him. Next, after this experience, and this is what's going to ruin a lot of theologies, next, he was filled with the Holy Spirit. Oh, no, not again. This book of Acts keeps talking about this. Let's see what the people would say. The filling of the Holy Spirit always accompanies salvation but it didn't happen for Paul. Uh, not here. The filling of the Holy Spirit never accompanies salvation. Well, no, that, that that's not true. Just check out Acts chapter 10. But Dave, wasn't that because they were Gentiles? Let's stop trying to put God in a theological box. Jesus said the wind blows where it pleases. You hear it sound, but you cannot tell where it comes from and where it's going. And so it is with everyone who's born of the Spirit. Try, stop trying to tell God how the baptism of the Holy Spirit happens. Wouldn't that be a good idea? It's not even yours. Do you, it's not even i it's not mine, it's not yours, it's his. Finally, Saul is saved, period. But in obedience, he gets baptized. But first, an essential element takes place. God enables him to see being baptized without knowing why he doesn't why doesn't uh let me rephrase that being baptized without knowing why doesn't flow in other words paul got baptized he knew why he was getting baptized this was a public proclamation and it was huge the biggest one that we know of the destroyer became the builder and that's how god sets it up and so it is with
1: You're about to hear the David Spoon
2: Experience.
0: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show where I just killed a mosquito right next to my little uh, thingy, my little keyboard. And as well, I messed up my intro. You should think this hour is gonna be rather interesting. I certainly do. Here's the bottom line. Our show, we're gonna do lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. All three things are brilliant and we need them at three different phases of life, don't we? Politics, entertainment, and current events. I'm sick of politics. <laughs> I'm so tired of them. Personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's in insanities and oives, so much more. Hey, hey. Hey, 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 hey. 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 That's the first hay I've had in months. Thank you very much. Hey. Hey. Uh, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us, David at he must That's David at he must You can text us, 214 210 8483. That's 214 210 8483. Or you can call us. We'll we'll let you do that. It's cool. 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Now, when you make that call, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. And let me tell you what that's like. That's like getting paid double because you're somebody special. And then you will be... that's a good one, huh? All right, bottom line, folks, maybe you've got a prayer request, a praise report, a question, a thought, a comment, an opinion. You got something you want to share. We have had excellent testimonies, people sharing things that the Lord is doing, and those testimonies are encouraging other Christians. We have had people praying together. We had a, a, a wonderful new caller on Monday. We prayed and got to share yesterday that answer to prayer through the audience, through other people. It's not just us, but we're a part of it, that his wife is doing better. And that's what we want. And you think, well, I know, but you're praying for Easton. He's not better. Hey, you know what I figured out in prayer? Noel and I talked about this last night. I don't have the gift of healing, just in case you want to know. I don't have that at all. But I have the gift of annoying, and therefore I'm going to keep praying. See, the gift of annoying. That's that's the ticket. Here's the deal. You got something you got going on? Let's pray. Let's bring it before the Lord. Let's ask him and ask him and ask him and ask him. And until he says no, we keep asking. Until we get the negative or the different direction, we just keep pursuing. We keep believing. We keep trusting. We keep beseeching. That's a part of what prayer is supposed to be so you might have a praise report you might have a prayer request you might have something you want to share you might have something that's going on we want you to have that opportunity in the meantime answer this how many years did the children of israel eat manna how many years did the children of israel eat manna that's the question if you think you know the answer you can simply people are freaking out like dave you're having way too much fun sorry 972 445 0770. That's the number you can call to answer that trivia question. You can also text in 214 210 8483. As well, you can send an email David at he must org. You can do that as well. How many years do the children of Israel eat manna? Just think manna burgers. So you got to think of that, right? Filet of manna. Okay. bomenna bread okay there we go uh in the meantime we'll do our dna (laughs) chrissy just like going wow uh we didn't do our dna so we got to do our dna d stands for draw closer to the lord daily daily that's right every day that ends in Y, or every day you need to talk to the guy that's in the sky. It's just that simple. And never be ashamed of Jesus or His words. Never, 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 and then a always be ready to serve. To serve, which means that it is not about us being served. Mark chapter ten: the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve. That's what we should be functioning in. Again, the trivia questions give you a chance to get it straight. How many years did the children of Israel eat manna? If you think you know, you can call 972-445-0770. You can text in 214-210-8483 or send an email david at hemustincrease.org. To the book of Acts we go straight through right to the main portion Acts chapter 9, verse 17, So Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you may get your sight back and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Okay? Now, before we get into the depth of that teaching, we have somebody that's calling in, and we will give them a chance to answer the trivia question. And then we're going to look at that and instead of trying to put this in a box, let's just do what we should do and look at it and try and understand that the Lord does not ask you and me permission for explaining every single thing he does or every method he uses. We've got somebody ready to answer a trivia question. Let's send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey
2: David, this is Eric. da da.
0: How you doing, brother?
2: <laughs> I'm doing I'm doing good. You know when I I do that da da, I'm just uh doing what you you say through many of your uh uh teachings that uh, the Trump you're just waiting for the trumpet to the blow. Yep. So that's that's yep. the trumpet blowing.
0: Okay. <laughs> I love that. And you know what? I I I, I want to hear the real one. <laughs> you know We're done. Yay. Bye. <laughs>
2: Uh, I'd like to see my whole family uh, uh, save first before that happens. Yeah, but yeah. I, 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 hear, you.
0: You. I, I, I you. hear you. I feel you. I hear you. Yeah. All right. All right. Now, are you ready for the triv? Sure, ready. All right. Ready. All right. Here we go. Get, getting ready to set it up for you. Here we go. Here we go. Hey, you got to say hi to Captain Chris. That's good. That's good. I man. did. Yes. He's,
2: uh, sounds like he's been out in the lake sailing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: That's such a good line. That's a great one. All right, how many years did the children of Israel eat manna? Uh,
2: I believe it was 40 years.
0: That is correct, sir! <laughs> 40 years it is. And and I, for one, it's not that it would be bad, and and I like all like really bad food and good food and all that other stuff, but 40 years of anything would be long. I mean, 40 years of pizza, I could do 20. I know 40 you know,
2: years of bacon would be tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, that'd be you know, I mean, that's a keto diet. What are you talking about? I mean, it's just like would just be hard to do, but 40 years it's like wow. I mean, just filet of manna that's all I can think. It's like <laughs> hey,
2: but it but it tastes like uh tastes like honey, though, didn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's got that. I guess it I don't know how we would describe it, like maybe honey, corn flaky kind of thing, but you know, oh, yeah. I, you want to try it because you want to know. You know, you just want to know what it's like, you know, but 40 years is long. (laughs) Every once in a while, you need a steak. (laughs) That's how it goes. (laughs) All
2: right, David, you have a great day, and uh, 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 I love your show, man. All right,
0: thank you, brother. Love you, love you in the Lord. You're a great bro. Appreciate you.
2: Uh, We're praying for Easton Scott.
0: All right, thank you. I, I, bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right, so we're going to take this—we're uh, going to go much more longer because I've got to do this this portion of teaching, which is really important for you to understand. I am not trying to create problems for people's theologies. That's not my goal. My goal is to just look at it and go, gosh, that doesn't fit into—so being Bapticostal, I have the—I have the, the, the— papers for the baptist part of it i have the papers for the pentecostal part of it and i look at this and i go eh, it doesn't fit into either one of those <laughs> it's just that's just the truth i mean i'm not trying to be weird about it so here here is saul before he's paul right he's jewish okay don't got any problem there so even though acts chapter 10 hasn't happened where there's the pouring out of the gentiles we got that part got that part okay here's the thing that's happening right he's saved For you to to think he's not saved is crazy. And you think, well, how can you know, Dave, that he's saved? Well, here's how you can know that he's saved. Ananias calls him Brother Saul. (laughs) He's his brother. He's my brother. Right? And we know Saul's a believer. How do we know that? Or or we know that Ananias is a believer. How do we know that? Because in verse 10, it says there was a believer in Damascus named Ananias. We know he was a believer. And he goes and he meets Saul and he goes, brother Saul. Whoa. Okay. So here's the skip. Here's what I want you to catch. right. So he says he appeared to you on the road. He says so, so. You know, Saul's like going, okay. So this is the guy because he's he's reading me my mail. He's telling me everything I have in my life in this in this last uh, couple of days. And he says he sent me to get your sight back. So there's going to be a healing process and be filled with the Holy Spirit. And so people are like, well, the Holy Spirit, he should have been filled when he said, you know, yes, Lord, when he went. Yeah, it should have been. I guess whatever. It doesn't work that way. Some people, when they encounter God, are ready for more than other people, and some people are more open. It's not that the Holy Spirit and, and, and Jesus Christ and the Father are separated. That's really not what's going on. For those of you that are trying to really figure out the theology of it, it's what we're open to or what we're responsive to. There's as much of God for all of us whenever we need it. The question is, how open to it are you? So, like, when I got saved, nobody told me anything about the spirit. I didn't know. I just got saved, right? Nobody said anything. Somebody came and told me, you know, you're supposed to uh, be filled with the Holy Spirit. I, I went into a, a bedroom. This is what happened. You can't. I can't take it away from me. So I went into. It was my closet uh, in in a uh, mummy mountain, and I said, I, uh, Lord, uh, this guy just told me your word uh, says this. I'm supposed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Show me where it says be filled with the Holy Spirit. And they spoke in tongues. I need to speak in tongues. I walked out of that closet 60 seconds later, speaking in tongues. I, I, I didn't ask God for. Nobody could change that. You think, well, that's just bizarre. I know. I thought it was bizarre too. But then I didn't expect anything less from the Lord. Aha! Ah! You think, well, that's not how my theology is. Yeah, mine either. How about that? But what I do know is that the Lord answered the prayer. What I do know is Paul needed to be filled with the Holy Spirit. What I do know is before he's Paul, he's Saul and goes through a little bit of metamorphosis here in the Lord. And then he's going to get his sight back. And here's what I know it doesn't fit in anybody's perfect theology, but it's perfect from God's perspective. That's all that matters. Okay? We'll take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the True Station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere. <laughs>
1: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience?
0: I did what most Christian men would do when they make a mistake. It's their fault. There's nothing but humiliation on your face, and you're trying to recover in the moment. And you know what I did? I blamed it on every possible unseen force except for myself.
2: You have chosen wisely.
0: (laughs) So guess who knocked that uh, crystal light on that white carpet? It was Satan, by golly. Well, it was at that moment because it certainly wasn't my fault. I didn't knock the, the crystal light all over. It was my glass. I did pour it. I did bring it to the table. And somehow... Fell on the, the carpet and spread everywhere and by golly I wasn't gonna take the blame for it because that would be taking personal responsibility well oh, I'm not taking personal responsibility after all that $500 deposit we just had that we were hoping to get back when we move out is uh, already down to 200 <laughs> and it was dropping by the dollar as the stuff was spreading Welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KWAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. I'm not going to tell on my son and daughter-in-law Josh and Ashley, but I cannot believe how much of a uh uh a, a mover and shaker Carter Bear is. So Carter Bear, so we even have a a song we'd done for Carter Bear. It's uh, like a little play or whatever the case may be. So anyway, he we had uh, – it's grandparents' week at the school, so you go there. And and uh, at first we thought, well, we're not going to get like Chick-fil-A for lunch for him because that seems, you know, whatever. I have his mom pack a lunch. We'll get him like little donut holes or something so he can have that. And we got there, and there were 30 tables. And i if you think I'm kidding, we have a picture, 20 of 30 tables had Chick-fil-A. It was just like, like "What happened?" <laughs> right, and then uh, so afterwards, we took him into the book fair at book fair, and you know, I was gonna we gonna get him a book, and uh, we walked out with more than a book. And this kid is he's he's very persuasive. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna say, it's very it concerns me uh, a lot. All right, here's your trivia question. This is a generational thing. <laughs> this is really not the best. In what book of the Bible do you find the words of making many books, there is no end? Ooh, tough one. Of making many books, there is no end. If you think you know the answer, nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero. You can also text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. You have that opportunity to do that. We have four very, very short jokes, three atheist jokes, one agnostic jokes. They're all one-liners. We will give Chris, we will defer to Chris as he determines what is and or is not brilliant. I
2: got the buzzer ready.
0: <laughs> I want you to know that, that, that Jennifer, she's buzz happy. Uh, 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 you know, and then she doesn't just buzz you once; she buzzes you like <laughs> three times. All right here we go. All right, these are very short, but you might be remembering now. Somebody's calling in, so we'll give them a chance. But now they're going to have to listen to the jokes because because she didn't call me in time. I've got i got to be able to to do these. They're very short, but they are effective I think so here you go here is joke number one an agnostic is a person who says he does not know anything about God and when you agree with him he becomes angry (laughs) that's That's not terrible an atheist is a man who has no invisible means of support Okay. All right. Got that. All right. All right. Uh, did you hear about the son of the atheist who asked his parents, do you think God knows we don't believe in him?
3: <laughs>
0: and this one's okay. Atheists are really on the spot whenever they go to a sporting event because they have to sing, mm, bless America. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what to do with that one. Hmm. <laughs> Bless America. Uh, I've had worse. All right. Uh, We had the cat joke. We still have not forgotten that. Uh, That's right. Uh, The person ready to answer a trivia question, send them on through. Knock, knock. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hi, this is
3: Rosie.
0: Hi, Rosie. How are you?
3: Doing great. And you?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Thank you for asking. Very nice. are welcome. Are you ready for this one? All right, this is a good one. In what book of the Bible do you find the words of "making many books, there is no end"? Is it
4: Ecclesiastes?
0: That is correct. You are right. All right. You are correct, among <laughs> now. Ecclesiastes twelve twelve. Making many books, 12. there is no end. Excellent. Excellent job. Very good work. You're welcome. All right. You you drive safe. Sounds like you're driving, so you need to drive safe, okay?
4: Okay, I will. Thank oh,
0: you. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Great job. There we go. All right. Let's go back to our text. Are we missing anything? I don't know. All right, so back to this text, and we're just going to push past for a second, because I want you guys to understand this. Uh, Ananias went and found Saul. He laid his hands on him and said, Brother Saul, the Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road, has sent me so that you might get your sight back and be filled with the Holy Spirit. So, I just want you to see four things. One, he calls him brother Saul. Two, he lays his hands on him. Uh, uh, three, uh, he you know he he talks about this vision that he had, and four, he talks about him being filled with the Holy Spirit. The, uh, Acts is filled with a lot of weird stuff. I mean, you hear about any of this stuff nowadays? People are thinking oh, that person's that person needs therapy. You know, it's like something a It's like this was the norm. This is how stuff happened with the Lord. Verse 18, and what uh, really will change things. Instantly, something like scales fell from Saul's eyes, and he regained his sight. Now, I want to make a comment here that will uh, probably go over a little bit like a lead balloon, but that that part's okay. There are teachings where Paul talks about him having a uh, uh, oppression, having a difficulty. And in Galatians, he makes reference to if you could have, if you could have, you would have given me your own eyes. And some people think this is because. Paul had this healing take place, and this healing, uh, he still had an eye problem. And so when uh, he makes reference in 2 Corinthians to the thorn in the flesh, some people think, well, that has to do with the eye problem that he had, and so on and so forth. I am not one of those people that believe that. I do not mind if you believe that. I support you. I love you. I still want to fellowship with you. I just don't think that's what he was talking about. And the reason is because the Lord healed him in his eyes. Remember, he's blind, right? And then something like scales falls off his eyes, so he's healed. I don't think the Lord does 20% healing. I think that's especially in this case where something like scales fell off his eyes like it's, I don't know what that means but just like you know something fell on the ground it's like I think the Lord healed him that's that I think the other things have to do with other things and what I want to say is this if the Lord touches you you know he touches you if the Lord heals you you know he heals you if the Lord is doing it in process like you're going through the process some people they've spent 25 30 35 40 years d- doing Doing abusive behavior, and for them it takes a while to get out of the abusive behavior. Some people get instantaneous deliverance. That doesn't mean that one is better than the other or more important than the other. God does not operate the exact same way with each person, and if anybody in the world should understand this, it's Christians who read all the way from Genesis 1 run to Revelation 22, 21, looking at how God deals differently with different people. He's fair to everybody, he's impartial with everybody, but he's just with everybody, and that doesn't mean the methodology is exactly the same. So what works for me, you might not need. And what works for you might not work for me, but the Lord reaches all of us. If we respond to his call, then we are in what he knows is best, the the method by which he brings things about. And the reason that I'm making a big deal of this is because I wish, I pray, I hope, that Christians can can truly celebrate the diversity that is amongst the body. Look, there's one way in; it's through Jesus Christ. Once you're in, there's a lot of territory. This <laughs> is like, it's like so, so, you know, some people are into that, some people are into that, some people like to worship by making no noise, some people like to spit nickels. I don't. But the Lord is not concerned about it, and it's just like your family. How many people in your family are exactly the same? So I got seven grandkids. I got three adult children. Uh, There's nobody. (laughs) There's there's characteristics that have similarity, but the truth is everybody has their own unique personality instead of fingerprints, and that's how God designed it. So I think in this case, he was healed, and that's just how it happened. For, for his case, I don't think uh, that's bizarre. I think it's wonderful. He, he, he gets to this position where the Lord touches him. He's now being prepared as a vessel or a vehicle for becoming a builder, and the Lord knew this is what it's going to take for him to get there. And we should say with every person that God does that with, amen. That's just great because we need as many kingdom builders as possible. All right, we'll take our break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere. The David Spoon Experience. There was a pastor. Now, I use that word with some reservation. Having been involved in uh, ministry and having the privilege of planting seven churches uh, throughout the United States and having three separate ordinations, I have a tremendous amount of respect for people who commit their lives into ministry. Uh, But whenever there's somebody on television or anywhere else that uh, is a nut job, then uh, I just call it like I see it. Okay. Uh, That's what I call it. Call it like I see it. On the Sean Hannity show, uh, roughly about uh, two weeks ago, a reverend, so-called reverend Oliver White was on the show. And uh, Reverend Wright said this, and I'm going to repeat it because some of these things are just unbelievable. He said that Jesus was wrong about marriage at least he didn't have the audacity to say he never said anything about marriage. He said Jesus was wrong about marriage and that marriage should be more than between a man and a woman. And then he proceeded to say this statement, ladies and gentlemen. He said this. Now, this isn't even the thing that's irritating. Then he proceeded to say this. If Jesus were alive today, he said he would say, I didn't know it all. This is a man who's supposed to be representing Jesus Christ as a minister. This guy's no minister. And if you want to say, well, that's judging, I'll take that judgment all day long. All day long, I'll take that judgment, no matter what anybody says. Here's a guy that says two things. One, Jesus was wrong about marriage. Two, if Jesus were alive today, any person who proclaims or professes to be a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ and questions whether Jesus Christ is alive today or not is not a minister, but a false teacher. I don't care. I don't care if you like it. I don't care if you think that's mean. That's irrelevant. Facts are facts. And here's the thing that uh, just overwhelms me. This overwhelms me, ladies and gentlemen. Any person who is in public office, now this goes with this, all three three of these things go together. Any person who is in public office who changes their convictions about same-sex marriage because another family member has made a decision to go into the lifestyle of being gay or lesbian any person who changes their convictions their biblical christian convictions based on another family member changing their status uh into a a gay or lesbian lifestyle and then that person then changes their bible convictions to uh, to accommodate their family member is not fit to be a Christian. That's right, I said it. Welcome back. To that David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM seven seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's kaam seven seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. Here you go on your next trivia question. What was the name of the queen who was devoured by dogs? <coughs> Apparently, Birdie was alive before. No, no. Okay, so what was the name of the queen who was devoured by dogs? Bert, our dog Bird is just—he's uh, one of the most loving dogs you could ever. Have. And he at nighttime, he gets up there, he puts his head on your shoulder, puts his paw on your arm, just gives you kisses and everything. It's all the other times. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. It's all the other times. Uh, If you think you know the trivia uh, question, 972-445-0770. That's 972-445-0770. Especially if you want to say hi to Captain Chris. The trivia question, by the way, is what is the name of the queen who was devoured by dogs? Wow, that doesn't sound good. Uh, you can also text two one four two one zero eight four eight three. 210 and Cordelia being first, and giving a nickname to the person. We'll have to try and share that. Uh, also, you can send an email, david at org. It does look like somebody is calling in, and that's probably good because in calling in, uh, they get the opportunity to let you guys avoid me doing history right off the bat. kind of a nice way to say that I think you know so uh anyway so we're gonna have that person uh push on through after that we'll send you to the website and stuff and then we'll do history so we'll just kind of follow the sequence but somebody's ready to answer a trivia question send them on through yeah. knock knock this is David who am I talking to
3: hi David this is John
0: hi John how are you
3: it's been a while. It's good. good, real
0: good. I'm glad to hear your so, voice. Wonderful to hear from you.
3: Um, the answer to your question is Hillary. Um, no, not Hillary. It's uh, Jezebel. That is correct, sir!
0: <laughs> you are exactly correct. And uh, just say, so somebody gave uh, gave her a new nickname, Jezzy. That was the new name I heard. Anyway, the idea behind this is that she was eaten by dogs in the the long run of the whole process. And, you know, she was not a very helpful person influencing uh, the king or anybody else. And uh, it's like, you know, you you cannot escape the hand of the Lord. You're not able to do it. You know what? We've got some Jezebels living today that's also...
3: Gonna find that out
0: too. Yeah, no, there's no question that same spirit, that same attitude is existent today. It's just kind of like the there's it's like there's a transference of spirit. Like even when Elijah, his ministerial spirit, went to John the Baptist, you can tell that there's some demonic things that transfer as well. You just got to keep your eyes wide open and be aware. And that's why the church more than anything else needs the discerning of spirits as a gift more than almost any other gift nowadays.
3: Could you say a prayer?
0: Yes, sir. What can I pray for you in?
3: I've got a friend. Uh, actually, I, I need a couple of prayers, but you can cover it in one. Uh, I got a friend who's fighting uh, cancer in his neck, and uh, his name is Philip. And then uh, pray for my son and his family.
0: All right. What's your what, your son and and who else with besides your son?
3: My son and his family.
0: Oh, his family. Okay, you got it. All right. Let's do it. Let's come before the Lord and pray. Let's do it together. Father, we come before you right now, and we just thank you. We praise you for our dear brother. We just ask you to bless him and encourage him right now. And he has a friend named Philip, Lord, and this friend has got a cancer. And you know what, Lord? That's, That's past me. That's past every person who's listening, but it's not past you and you are the king of kings, and you are Jehovah Rapha, and you are able to heal, and we are asking you to bring healing power into Philip's life, and that that cancer in his neck would find its End at the power of God and in the kingdom of God. We also pray for John's family, his son, their family, everybody involved, that they could know the power and the presence that comes from you, the peace that passes all understanding and that Amen. keeps hearts and minds focused on you. Help them to prevail and to know you and to stay firm and living and abiding in you. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thank
3: you, brother. I love you. And, and uh, you now you got other arms on the fire, so I'll talk to you next time.
0: All right, you got it, brother. God bless you.
3: Thank
0: you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right, what we're going to do is send you up to the website, and then we're going to come back and do history. we just got stuff to do, folks. That's just how it goes. Uh, so on the website, uh, let's see. Uh, 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 you know, it's a website. Check it out. If you've not gone, check it out. I had to tell my daughter... I'm not kidding you. Five times. Did you check the website out yet? Did you check the website out yet? Did you check the website out yet? Finally, she went to the website. She goes, oh, it's really nice. It's like, I really like it. It's really professionally designed. I'm like, thank you. Five times later. Just check out the website. Go to hemustincrease.org. Prayer request.
2: He must increase.org. Praise report. He
4: must increase.org
2: looking to give to this ministry
4: he must increase.org
2: confused by what's happening right now
4: he must
2: increase.org he org.
0: you see there's more truth in that than there is on television it's just kids just gotta get it. you have to understand what the realities are okay I'm sorry. I just couldn't resist. Uh, you want to do history now or later? Uh, now? All right. Just go ahead and play the history song. Let's go let in the past. Let's go let in the
3: past.
0: All right. That's actually uh, probably a pretty good uh, choice. Most of you will appreciate this. Uh, everybody who remembers this, just remember that this was not even the very beginning of it all, but today is National 8-Track Tape Day. National 8-Track Tape Day. Those 8-Track Tapes, they were just big. and Oh, my goodness. Uh, that actually preceded the Nintendo things that you had to blow into. So it's just. That was an option on the Metal T, right? Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. It was the EX version. <laughs> That's what it was. Uh, it's National Cheese Toast Day, which I can't. Does, is that toasted cheese, or is it cheese toast? Much more importantly is Butterscotch Cinnamon Pie Day. Okay, we're okay with that. I'm all right with that, but this one is definitely the killer, especially if you go to In-N-Out Burger or Whataburger, which is what Al likes, or somewhere else. It's National Double Cheeseburger Day. Yum. So, I mean, come on. It's a double. Uh, 1857, on this day, the typesetting machine is patented by Timothy Elder. Okay, I thought it was Adler. I guess it's Elder. That was my fault. Uh, 1949, the television series The Lone Ranger aired its first episode. The Lone Ranger. Remember what his sidekicks was named? Santo? Yes, that's right. Great job. That was really good. I will not tell you the Jewish joke that goes with that. But it is very funny. I will tell people, but not on the air. It has to do with uh, what chemosabi mean. Uh, and then 1965, Lost in Space, Danger Will Robinson, science fiction to- show. Lost in Space debuted on CBS uh, with the episode The Reluctant Stowaway. Let's see, Now ah, that's classic. Now you're talking classic TV. All right, back to the text. Uh, don't worry, there's more text to go. <laughs> do you do teaching during your show? mostly sometimes it depends on the day uh, instantly something like scales fell from his, his Saul's eyes and he was regained his sight then he got up and was baptized and afterward he ate some food and was strengthened okay so i want to say this because it's substantially important we talked about baptism uh, not yesterday, but a week ago. Yesterday, and you—you you should have heard me say quite clearly uh, there were different methods of baptism that people have come to conclusion in. There's different theological premises to baptism, but the thing that you cannot escape, and you can—you cannot escape it, and you should not escape it. And I—I I stay this for stress because of its importance, and because Baptists should be more. Baptitoodle about it, and that is when you are getting baptized, you are making a public proclamation of your faith. When you look at Philip talking to the Ethiopian, uh, the the eunuch from from Ethiopia, and the eunuch was like, "What forbids me from being baptized?" You know that baptism is connected to salvation in the capacity that it is a declaration. Does that mean the guy on the cross won't get in because he he wasn't baptized before? No, it doesn't mean that. Does that mean somebody on their way to being baptized, if they die, they won't get in if they're not baptized? No, it doesn't mean that. Stuff like that's ridiculous. In fact, when people do stuff like that, it's, it's, it's like the same people that say, well, what about giving to people on those islands that, you know, they never get any money, and you just sit there and you want to say, when's the last time you gave to them? It's like that's it's like that's salt, salt to ruse. It's just red herring stuff. Here's what you know Paul, he's saved. If he would have died after that whole you know, being blind thing, he'd have been saved. He's there three days waiting on Ananias. Ananias comes, lays his hands on him, brother Saul. Is he saved? Of course he's saved. He calls him Brother Saul. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. Now he's healed. Is this guy saved? You you can't get more saved than this guy. This guy is saved. And yet in obedience and in following the example of Jesus Christ, he gets baptized. And that's just the declaration. It doesn't change. I know that some churches want it to be uh, covenantal, and I I just really disagree with that. I, I I don't think that's correct at all. But it is an important declaration to be baptized. And if you've never been baptized, get baptized. But when, when people say, Well, does it have to be, you know, by this person, by this person? You know, scripture's pretty clear that Jesus baptized, but they, actually it was the disciples that got in the water. See now, see, that's that's brilliant. <laughs> so he's what he does he goes, right, I'm gonna baptize you. Peter, go grab him and bring him in the water. <laughs> see, see, that's genius because he's baptizing at a distance. So it's like that's the way to do it. But the idea is is important to do absolutely. Does it have to be done by a certain level of clerical this? I think that's rubbish. That you should have me say. I think it's rubbish. Nobody thought John the Baptist was clerical. I mean, they thought he was a nut job. But they went and responded. What is important is that a person presents themselves for public proclamation that they are a Christian. That's what's being talked about. And Saul, who was killing Christians and arranging for their jail, becomes one of the most profound baptisms ever. Because he says, I didn't believe, and now I do believe. Didn't deny where he came from, but God changed his direction. And for some of us, that's exactly what we're praying for our family members. Hey, guess what? It happened there? You should keep praying that it'll happen for the family members, that one day they, too, will make a public proclamation that Jesus Christ is Lord to the whole world. Right? I mean, how can that be wrong? can't be wrong. Okay. All right, we will take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. Don't go anywhere.
4: Who is David Spoon? I have no idea. People have asked me about the David Spoon experience. They wanted to know what I thought of him. Like any person searching for answers, I have wondered about him. He was born and raised Jewish, and after intense drug use, became a Christian. He's married to his best friend, Noel, has three children, seven grandchildren, plus two dogs named Levi and Bert. He has three separate ordinations from three different denominations and is a summa cum laude for his B.A. degree in ministry and leadership, as well as a master's degree in theological studies and a doctorate in strategic ministry. He has a weird sense of humor and talks a lot. If people are seeking wisdom and insight from the great teachers around the world, would they go to David? Nah, I don't think so. And those big ears really don't help him. But would they enjoy his perspective on life? Culture, politics, food, sports, local and national news? I don't know. I guess people will have to listen to find out.
0: A couple things I think we'll open up with. I've decided to open up with a story that I wasn't going to open up with because it's such an outrageous story. But it's not an outrageously super bad story. It's an outrageously super dumb story. There's a big difference. Bad is when I tell you, which I'll be telling you probably in the next segment, how the federal government is creating a database to track down uh, hate speech as they define it. We'll That's talk, bad. We'll talk about that a little bit. This is dumb, but it's funny-dumb, dumb, haha ha funny but not entirely. Get this. Now, I'm holding a picture in my hand. You can't see it. But there are four monkeys- In this picture that I'm holding. And the headline reads this. Millions in taxpayer money used to study drunken monkeys. No, no, really, drunken monkeys. And you're thinking, no, you're making that up. Nope, federal government reportedly has spent $3.2 million... So far, in order to get monkeys drunk, in order to study the effect of alcohol on the monkeys. <laughs> I don't know. See, I don't know where you're even gonna go. Where are you gonna go with this? I'm there's, going nowhere, Dave. There's no I got nothing to there's say. There's no comment that anybody can make. The David
1: Spoon experience. Are you sitting there at home on your computer? Or maybe driving along in your car just listening to the radio? Is that app for this station working for you? Don't you wish you could reach people for your business? Introducing the commercial whammy. All you need to do is call K-A-A-M at 972-445-1700 and ask for David Spoon. Or send him an email at davidspoonmedia at gmail.com. And bam! You've got your own commercial whammy.
0: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM Seven Seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's kaam Seven Seventy, the Truth Station here in Texas. We're at least on our shows. We don't repeat the same show, show after show after show. That's a, probably a good idea. We'll keep it a little fresh. And for those of you that are sitting there thinking this has been a little bit more funsy, it's like yes. And some shows are much more theological, and some shows are much more prayerful, and whatever it is, that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's see if you can get this one, though. How many stories or levels were in the ark? Aha! Aha! 972 445 0770. Also, uh, what is this? It's text. I knew it was something like that. Uh, 214-210-8483 for the text. And then david at org would be the email. And, you know, it's one of those things where if you think about this, uh, so there's some show. I don't listen to a ton of radio. I mean, just so you can I admit mean, that, I don't owe every five seconds of listening to radio. Uh, but, you know, I like diversity in the, in the shows. And so I'll tell you something I'm going to share with you. I've never shared this before. I mean, I've never done this before at, at any point. But as you know, one of our taglines is our show is a cross between uh, Steve Martin, Sean Hannity, and Focus on the Family. Now, that's one of our taglines. And one of the reasons why is because I uh, really like Steve Martin. I mean, I'm a big Steve Martin fan. I saw him uh, before I was a Christian. I saw him Pine Knob live eighth – you know, eighth – row eight center. I mean, it was just like incredible, right? So I think he's got some funny stuff. It's not that everything he's ever done is perfect. It's just funny. And then Focus on the Family has always been a fantastic group. And uh, I've had the privilege of uh, hanging out with Jim Daly before. just These people are great people, okay? And then uh, with Sean, uh, when I was doing some secular business with Sean Hannity, we did some sponsorship for concerts he did before he was as well known as he was and so on and so forth. And Every once in a while, you know, y'all, you know, I'll listen to Sean. I don't listen to him all the time. I listen to Sean just to kind of catch up and see how things are going. And about two weeks ago, three weeks ago, Friday, he did something at a show he's never really done before. This lady called in and she was talking about her having an abortion when she was younger, and he gave her the space. You know, because Sean's worse than me. He, I mean, he talks over people way more than I do. And uh, he, he gave her the space to share her story, and she was crying on the air, and she's like, I just wish I could tell people who are 14, you know, before you make that decision to get abortion, 15, before you make that decision, 16, 18, 20, before you make that decision, pray, because uh, she was brought up in a Christian home, and, and Sean, you know what he did is he gave her the full space, uh, she talked, she cried on the air, he, he tried to encourage her, you know, his background's not the exact same as mine, or probably not the exact same, most people but it was a real departure from the show for him to give her that space and you just kind of got the impression that there were many people who heard it that that was really helpful for and i i in my heart felt like that was the lord using the circumstance in the situation and uh turned out the child was really encouraging and said you know it'd be great if you could use that story to minister to other people and it was just like nothing like you'd ever heard before and it, the diversity of it the uniqueness of it is what made it stand out in my mind. And sometimes when you uh, go to church, sometimes it's the weird service that you never forget. It's the bizarre thing. It's the fun thing. It's the goofy thing that you never forget. In fact, when we did a church Service. We were doing a fellowship one time. I'm just sharing now. And in this fellowship, we did a commercial. And the associate pastor was walking. And he goes, "Boy, I'm really bored." And then I did the voice of the Lord. And I said, "Well, you should go to this fellowship." <laughs> and he had a whole conversation. It was a pre-recorded. Oh, what fellowship is that? Oh, Dave's having a fellowship at his house. And it's like that kind of stuff. People. That's. That's just like being alive and enjoying life not everything has to be perfectly religiously oriented sometimes you just gotta laugh Uh, you know why it's funny because God made it funny that's why so just enjoy enjoy what the Lord allows you to enjoy here because there's so much sorrow and there's so much uh, grief and so much pain and so much struggle that when you get a chance to laugh do it because a merry heart makes like medicine and that's medicine for your soul all right all right I just wanted to share that. All right. Uh, trivia question How many stories or levels were on the arc? If you think you know the answer, 972 445 0770. You got to hurry up, though. 214 210 8483 on text, david at org. We'll finish with this last little portion here. This is practical advice. Chris goes, now you're giving practical advice. <laughs> That's a good line. Uh, Verse 19 of of Acts chapter 9 says this. Afterwards, uh, Saul ate some food and was strengthened. Here's some practical advice. You know, every once in a while when you get weary and you get tired, stop. Take a nap, eat some food, relax, and get strengthened. And you think, well, that's not highly spiritual. In fact, it is highly spiritual because in the book of uh, with with Jonah, when Jonah is being rebellious and he's exhausted, God has him take a nap, provides the shade, and then provides food for him, and then tells him to take another nap. In other words, the Lord tells him, you need to relax. Why don't you just take a nap? Uh, now, they probably didn't have cheeseburgers there, but, you know, have a piece of pizza. <laughs> You know, relax, take it easy. And here, uh, as much as you want to say it, Paul had fasted for three days and he was weak. Uh, there was a lot of spiritual stuff happening. All that's fantastic. Uh, he, you know, he was baptized, got everything prepared. And before he went to go into ministry, you know, he did. He ate some food and he was strengthened. He, he just relaxed for a minute and got refueled and recharged. I'm not talking about, uh, although I should be talking about, you know, eating healthy and blah, 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 blah. blah. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about taking taking a step of a slowdown. I mean, if Jesus napped, it has to be okay. That's what I told my son. I said, you need to take a nap. He goes, nobody has time for a nap. I said, well, Jesus had time for a nap. <laughs> like, right? So the idea behind this is everyone said, just take a nap. You know, Jesus said, come to you, part, and rest a while. You think, Why? the same reason that the Sabbath is in the commandments. It's not for God to rest. It's for us. It's so that we can relax and recharge and revive. Sometimes the spiritual is so intense that you just need to get some sleep and to relax. And I know you think, I'm actually not kidding. Some of you need to just take a deep breath, Have a nice meal, sit in the chair, and go blah. Because for some of you, it would really help you. Get it? All right. How many stories or levels were in the ark? Did you know this one, by the way? Do you know? Nope. Three. There were three levels in the ark. Genesis chapter 6, verse 16. Three levels in the ark. Okay? Get that? Three levels or three floors. No escalators, though. Well, he had to walk. All right. Uh, I wonder who was on the bottom and who was on the top. I I get it. I get it. The birds were probably up a little higher. That's a joke. All right, folks. We've uh, had our show. We hope it's been a blessing for you. It was a blessing for me, and sometimes I need that too. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770 the true station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with spinanity. Talk to you then.
1: Views and opinions expressed in the preceding program are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of KWAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.